Happy Thanksgiving, baseball fans. Sam Anthony and Spencer Wellington here with Win Pod Repeat. Here to give you a little bit of listening before you sit down for that Thanksgiving turkey. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Spencer, um, Thanksgiving's coming up, obviously. Um, how? What, what Red Sox player are you most thankful for? Uh... Well, first of all, that was like the lamest intro of all time. I just want to put that on the record. Um, <laughs> all time. This is only episode 15. You're not giving me enough credit. Yeah, well, I mean, you can break your own records. but um, <laughs> That's what they're meant to be. They're meant to be broken, Spencer. I'm always thankful for uh, Rafael Devers, um, as I've stated on this podcast before. And I'd be really thankful if the Red Sox wanted to give him a nice long contract extension um, and then I'd be thankful for Rafael Devers and the Red Sox. Um, so, you know, that'd be cool. That's my Thanksgiving uh, list. People have a uh, Christmas list, list. That's my Thanksgiving list. Well, the Christmas It'll make list- its way onto the Christmas list on Friday once it doesn't happen tomorrow. <laughs> once, well, you know, once the Black Friday shopping starts, right? You know, exactly. you got to let, you gotta let well, Friday is Christmas officially, so. Yeah, well, you know, so like, you know, most children write letters to Santa Claus. I mm-hmm. write letters to Heim Bloom. To the Red Sox. Yep. That's it. And, you know, I hope that the little elves in the Red Sox front office go and, you know, do the things that I'd like them to do. But obviously, yep. you know, I don't I don't know if, you know, Heim Bloom equals Santa Claus. We'll see. That's a that's yet to be confirmed officially. But that that's a pretty high that. bar. I love Heim, but uh Santa's I mean, that's that's pretty much near the top. I mean, you got Jesus and then like Santa's like right below <laughs> that, so <laughs> uh, I mean, hey, look, if he somehow bags a long-term extension, like like Wander Franco-esque, like affordable, yeah. 12, 12 years, sign me up for 12 years of Devers. I, Dude, I'm all about that. how mad do you think Haim is that he didn't sign the Wander extension? Oh, I, but come on, you, you like, know. It's going to frustrate him so much. Yeah, come on. I mean, you know, like, it's funny because, you know, Carabas obviously always talks about the Red Sox being like the interest Kings last year and going into this year, like you're kind of getting the same thing. And I promise you it's because Haim is just sitting there just fucking throwing low ball (laughs) offers. He's like, come on. Absolutely. I guarantee he's got a low ball offer to every free agent out there. Absolutely. (laughs) Which like, I, you know what? I fucking love why, why the hell not? Cast a wide net, right? Yeah. That's what I'm saying, man. See what so, you catch. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, you probably catch you know, some shit in there, but you know, like Garrett Richards, I, but yeah. You know, I'm thankful <laughs> that the Red Sox, you know, exercised their option for 2023 and 2024 on Alex Cora. That's what I'm absolutely. thankful for. Uh, yep. Give me all the years of AC. Uh, can't I stop, mean, like, just like give him a life contract right now. Yeah. Like, exactly. Like the David Ortiz deal. Just like, you know, tell us how much you want to make and then we'll, we'll write the check every year. Absolutely. No, we literally like, ah, uh, yeah, keep, keep doing it. Keep making that happen. And, and, and we're a team, you know, that values our manager and doesn't let them walk, um, for $4 million to the Padres. So um, Ooh, looking, at, uh, looking at you, Oakland. Oh, uh, I mean, you got to feel bad for the A's, right? Like not only do they let their manager, I don't feel bad for the A's. I feel bad for A's fans. Sorry. I need to clarify. Yeah. That. yeah uh, no, no sympathy for the actual organization. Yeah. Those cheap bastards. Yeah. And they're um, going to go mo- move the team. Like, actually, um, yeah, that's happening. That's just sad. Like, it I, is sad. You know, Oakland fans, if you're listening, we will accept you. Come be Red Sox uh, fans. Come it's be Red way Sox more fan. fun. One, we're never leaving. Two, we actually spend money. Uh, three, 
Uh, it's pretty fucking fun baseball. Don't be a Yankees fan because they spend money and they still don't. They, they still keep Aaron Boone around. Yeah, we also made the playoffs and almost made the World Series. So that's and, what yeah, I'm saying. That's that's our pitch. Come join us. No. All right, I like that. All right, we're gonna we're gonna pitch to all the the sad and, and lowly fans of Major League Baseball to come not only listen to our podcast, um, Orioles fans, Pirates Sox. fans. Pirates fans, Orioles fans, uh, let's see, what else? Um, Texas Rangers fans? Definitely Rangers fans. Definitely Rangers fans. You know, they have all this... Marlins fans. ...about all the, the flexibility on the payroll. The Rangers are still going to find a way to fuck it up. Hey, you know, like the Red Sox, when they traded Mookie Betts, they traded for payroll flexibility. Um, and so, that I mean, they could be a trade partner with the Rangers right now because the Rangers, like, payroll flexibility had a great year this year, and um, they, they have a lot of it. So look out for a trade with the Rangers. I, hey man, let's uh, let's make it happen. Let's let's dump some salary. I don't know, do whatever. Uh, dump the rest of David Price's contract. <laughs> if, if somehow, first off, Heim Bloom, if he somehow gets rid of that, uh, he is Santa Claus. I don't know how you do yeah. that. I don't know what the logistics are. That's definitely that. not allowed, but it'd be cool if yeah. it was. I mean, you know, if there's anyone that would find a fucking loophole, it's Heim Bloom. So that is that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So all right, but like. Now, now that we've had this banter, <laughs> this has been excellent banter, Spencer. But I feel like we should probably get like it's pretty into strong. relevant things that are that are happening with probably. the Boston Red Sox right now. So we'll start. We'll start with the most recent and relevant news: uh, Stephen Matz, who the Red Sox were rumored to have sent an offer to. They have, they they had sent reportedly sent an offer to Stephen Matz, but Stephen Matz went and signed a four-year, forty-four million dollar contract with the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, so I'm going to open the floor to you, Spencer. Initial reactions, feelings, emotions about the whole situation. Um, so I woke up this morning, checked my phone, as I usually do, and I saw Steven Matz to the Mets. And my um, my sleep brain, kind of close to like drunk brain kind of, um, saw two years, $44 million. And so I saw that and I was like, Two years, twenty-two no. million dollars a year for <laughs> yeah. Stephen Stephen Matz. Was no like, shot. No, thank you. Mm-hmm. And then so then I went and I took a shower and I ate some breakfast and then I opened Bleacher Report and it was like four years, forty-four million dollars. And I was like, uh, that makes a lot more sense. That's pretty yep. reasonable. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I would have matched that if I was Heim Bloom. I would have given. Well, I mean, four years is a lot, but you can kind of find your way around that and make a player option or a team option or. Uh, vesting option, vesting options are great. You just like manipulate uh, that shit in the last year, and um, yeah, I feel like that's why they don't exist anymore. That's but, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Eleven million dollars a year, Stephen Matz, uh, pretty solid, durable fourth, fifth starter option. That would have been nice yeah. to have his depth, uh, better than Garrett Richards or uh, Martin Perez uh, that we had last year. Oh my opinion. god, yeah, I mean, absolutely. But also, he's the kind of pitcher who has. A kind of sketchy history you know he was really good this past year and he was good in the past with the Mets but I feel like he was close to being DFA'd the year before this last year because he was really bad with the Mets and yeah. um so that's a contract that could easily go go sour and so four years that's that's a, kind of a long time to have dead money yeah. So, like, I'm not that upset about it, you know? No. So, here's the... Yeah. So, Steven Matz, just, again, for for the first two years, he, he was with the Mets. Um, 168 innings through those first two seasons. A very brief uh, stint when he first debuted. Um, a FIP of 3-4-4, ERA plus of 126. Then, you go yeah, the next... Yeah, right. Se- he was, 
obliterated yeah. last year. Yeah. So, <laughs> and then, yeah, from 2017 to 2020, he had an ERA plus of 82 and a FIP of 492. So it was like, yeah, like the Mets getting rid of him. Yeah, like he was it was like obliterated in 2017. He was, he had a decent ERA, but like bad peripherals in 2018. Then he was just yeah. bad in 2019. And then he was awful last year. Yeah. 2020. Yeah. So it was Which, like last year was such but, a like, you know. like good for him. It was feel good. It was great. Um, but like, like you said, like four years on a guy that probably doesn't have a proven track record of consistency through those four years. Um, that, that, and and we talked about this before, uh, the podcast Spencer, that was probably where the difference was is, you know, it's not, it's not giving you the 11 million a year. It's the four years, you know, the Heimblum and the Red Sox didn't want to give four years to a guy that you don't know you're going to get four great years out of. And so, you know, again, I, I think this is probably just the start for the Red Sox. I think this is kind of what, you, and you're already kind of seeing it, you know, with Verlander, the Red Sox reportedly were interested in him, but talks never really advanced. Um, Andrew yeah, Heaney. Interested in uh, Andrew Heaney and Syndergaard <laughs> yep. and, and yeah. Eduardo Rodriguez, which, uh, man, would have would have loved to match that contract. Uh, yeah, that one's tough. Like, that one's that's that so one's tough. I mean, if he gets, if Steven Matz gets $11 million a year and Eddie gets 15, 15. Yeah, that's, that's what bothers me about it. It's like, match the deal. Yeah. Like, and and like you said, you know, I'm not one to obviously, obviously we're not privy to what everything that goes on between these closed doors here, but it was below what the qualifying offer was. And, you know, it was a guy that you, it's a, proven commodity you knew what he was it's not like you know you were taking a chance on a guy like yeah he's a uh, solid mid-rotation starter yeah and for the price and, like, you were if gonna you get, give him a fucking defense next year maybe his era would come down so yes absolutely i mean literally like <laughs> the last three seasons or i'm sorry i'm running my baseball reference wrong last four seasons not counting 2020 obviously where he didn't play um yeah, he, he had a fip of 371 yeah, that's great. We love, a, I, we love a good fit. We love a fit I will, for. I, I will. I will pay the money for that, sir. And again, at twenty eight, like that Especially wasn't a five years, seventy seven million. Yeah. Like, come on, what are we doing here? It's just like, and, and that's where like it's tough. Hopefully, we know, see like, a master plan. You know, come through <laughs> exactly uh, it, it, from from what happens at the end of the season. It's hard to judge <laughs> in November. But, mm-hmm. But we are going to judge in November because that's uh, what our job here is on the podcast. So exactly, our our job is to react too early, react to what's going on, and exactly, you know, you have to kind of and and God damn it, I'm signed yet, Eddie. Like, come yeah, on. I know, because like right now, all right. Well, I will say, good news for you, Spencer is is yeah. I'm seeing um, the Red Sox name. Obviously, it's the off season. The Red Sox have money; they like to spend. Their names are going to pop sure up do. with a lot of people, but their name has popped up next to a guy that you said you would like to take, and that's Robbie Ray. Hell yeah. Give me Robbie that's Ray. Right. Give me Robbie Ray. Get, but we do get Robbie Ray. Um, I'm so happy. Like, that's that's totally fine with me. So that's where, that's where you know, you have to think is like, because that, I'll tell you, that's an intriguing thought, right? And yeah. you know what I, I love? I love taking the guy that beat Garrett Cole in the Cy Young race and putting him up against Garrett Cole in matchups. I just love that. Yeah, you could have the guy who beat him in the Cy Young race and the guy who beat him in the wildcard game. And like, you just, you know, have all the guys it, who beat Garrett it, Cole. It's just a whole season long troll of Kermit the Frog. Just, just a lot of shitting on Garrett Cole. It's that's just, that's you know, just what it is. 
You just don't understand. I just... for, for Pete's sake. <laughs> you do it. That's it. That's you just yep. that's that's excellent. That's the that's, the and he's just oh incredible. So I you know what? Again, I'm not a huge Robbie Ray guy. I have my concerns, but I would take Robbie Ray over Steven Matz. I mean, obviously you're I gonna mean, pay more for Robbie Ray. Yeah, yeah. I'm just scared of what that contract would look like. Yeah, and so that's um, that's the big thing. Is like, so that's why I don't think we'll get him because I don't think Heim's going to give him no. like five and a hundred or six and one twenty or one twenty five or whatever it's going to be. Um, Which, like, you know, like, and that's tough. But like, where I'm okay with that. I, I feel like that's where a lot of teams make mistakes. Is like they get, and obviously, look, you have to take chances. That's part of the part of the game. But, you know, to me, it's like you pick and choose that opportunity to take that risk. Sometimes you have to say, yeah. hey, you know, this is the year. The, the talent isn't there. These aren't the guys that we want. You know, maybe we want to go for somebody else. Um, and so, you know, I'm I'm okay with that. I personally, like, hey, look, if somehow you could bag Robbie Ray on a two-year deal, absolutely. But I would not want a that's Robbie Ray long-term deal. <laughs> no, and that's the thing. It's like, and... You know what, man? Good for fucking Robbie Ray. He had the fucking year of his life at a contract year, and he's going to get paid. I mean, we all we all wish we could have contract years like that. I wish I could just have a contract year. You know, win the Cy Young. Yeah, that, go get, it's hard to beat that. Or just go get fucking paid. You know, I don't I don't even have to have a contract year. I just like to get fucking paid. But that's that, that's aside that the point. Yeah. That's, that's my own great. personal problems. Um, <laughs> so you know, Robbie Ray is obviously in the mix, but the more interesting thing to me, Spencer, is obviously this is not the most surprising news. We we knew this going in. We've known the conversation around, you know, being flexible with Devers and Bogarts and moving them around. But, you know, the Red Sox have had their name pop up around several of the, you know, shortstop second base market. They popped up with Marcus Simeon. They've had their name pop up with Javi Baez, and they've had their name pop up with Carlos Correa. Um, yeah. Marcus Simeon, I think we both can agree is the one that we would like to see in the Red Sox uniform the most. I would most. love to see him in a Red Sox uniform, but uh, I've heard his uh, asking price is quite lofty. So yes. I, I don't think I'm in on Marcus Semien at the moment. Yes. Uh, um, Baez would be fun. He would be frustrating because he strikes yes. out all the time. But Javi Baez just kind of, you know, has a fun brand of baseball that he plays. Oh, my gosh. And I mean, you never get know him what you're going to see from him on a, yeah. on a given night. He's pretty durable, too, which you can't say about second baseman we've had in the past couple of years. So yeah. uh, I think he'd slide over to – I mean, he's a better shortstop than Xander, so you'd like to see him play shortstop. But I yeah. question whether that's going to happen next year. And then yeah. um, Carlos Correa, yeah, fuck that guy. Don't want him. No, want no part of him. See, I don't like, fucking tell me you're coming around on Carlos Correa. Don't fucking hold, tell me that. No, 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 no. Let me just give my give my full thought here, okay? And then you can yell at me because I know you're gonna yell at me. I'm gonna yell at you. I think culture wise, it would be terrible. I don't think he's a guy. I think he's arrogant. I don't think he fits well yeah. in a clubhouse. Yeah. Um, he is a fucking exceptional baseball player. I mean, defensively, yeah, no everything. I, I mean, part of me just imagines this perfect world, right? Where, like, he fits in really well and it works out. And, like, you have an infield that's Ew. Carlos Correa, Xander Bogarts, and Rafael. I'm actively Devers. vomiting. I mean, but the, come on! You, you can't at least, like, think about that. Like, come on! I'm not thinking about it. 
I I I've, I, I sit up I sit up at night and I ponder because it's no it's no, worth a ponder no, it's worth no, a ponder no no <laughs> imagine imagine okay you have the captain Xander yeah. Bogarts yeah at, at shortstop right now yeah. or should he be playing shortstop no absolutely not we've been over this but the guy if the guy you bring in to move him off of shortstop is Carlos Correa this man is the antithesis of Xander Bogarts he is the he's the exact opposite of Xander Bogarts. He is the Joker to Xander's Batman. Like awful. <laughs> Just I mean couldn't couldn't be couldn't be worse. No I, thank I, you. That would send the horrible message to the fans. No. Don't want I it. I mean the the fans would be pissed. The fans would be so absolutely pissed. pissed. And like you said, like nine times out of ten, actually ninety-nine times out of a hundred, it's probably not going to work. Yeah. But I I do, you know, I like to dream of the one nope. where, Stop like, it. he somehow, like, spins it around. and When like... you listen to this podcast, people, you come to Twitter. <laughs> you log on to Twitter.com, you go into the Twitter app, you find <laughs> at WinPodRepeat, and you tell Sam how fucking stupid he is for this Carlos Correa bullshit. I mean, that's Please. fine. Please. If we, we just want to do a roast, like, we'll just, yes. we'll go, we'll go on, you know, live somewhere and people can just roast me, that's fine. I'll take it. Yeah. Give me a fucking gin and tonic to drink and I'll just sit there and I'll just drink and watch no, people make fun no, of me. No, you don't get a gin and tonic. I, I don't get, get to tonic. drink? Oh, that's not fair. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, well, all right. You know, that's fine. But all right. Come in here with so, this bad takes. <laughs> I mean, that's what you I'm here for. Warn me for this. You didn't even warn me you had bad takes coming into this podcast. No, well, it's, it's more fun to get you a genuine reaction, like telling people that Dylan Bundy should get $10 million. Uh, we're past that. Mm. All right. Well, well. You know, we'll try you know what I haven't seen on MLB what? trade rumors any rumors about Dylan Bundy. Not a single one. <laughs> <laughs> There's no interest kings in Dylan Bundy. Hey, 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 hey. Yeah. It's early. It's November, <laughs> sir. You weren't oh, you the one that just? He's waiting till the CBA gets resolved. That's it. He's he's okay. waiting. All, all right. right. And then then he'll strike. All right. Okay. He's he's just trying to survey the market right yep. now. Uh-huh. You know. Just just wait. Okay? I'm I'm on the Dylan Bundy hype train. I'll continue to be on the I will die on the Dylan Bundy hill. You will die there. Bring back It'll be sad. That won't I won't shed tears. I literally can't wait until the Red Sox sign Dylan Bundy. It's going to be incredible. I you're, can't wait until they sign him for $1. I mean, that's fine, but they're still going to sign him. Uh, and it's going to be great, all right? And then okay. when he's great, you're going to be like, I would have paid him $10 million. And I'm like, yes, nope. you would have. Nope. Yes, you would have. <laughs> it's all right. But we're, like you said, we've, we've moved past it. Yep. Uh, so I'm going to switch to a topic that I think maybe, you know, like you'll be excited about because we've talked okay. about it. We talked about it on the last podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, the player that you that you wanted was Chris Taylor. Yep. You were like, that's a guy. And, and I love Chris Taylor. Him with Kike and you get all these guys that can play a bunch of different places. Like, yeah, you know how fun it would be to set a lineup if you're a manager, if you're Alex Cora? Oh, yeah, my yeah. God. It'd be incredible. So back on November 7th, so it's been a couple couple weeks since this happened, but I figure, you know, it's relevant in the sense that, you know, Chris Taylor, he's the free agent, declined his qualifying offer. He's out there. So the opportunity is there for the Boston Red Sox. Bloom said, and take this as you will, that it's, quote, likelier than last year. 
that the Red Sox will be involved with a player who's received a qualifying offer. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Heim Bloom wants to build that farm system. That's he. Red Sox yep. right now, according to MLB.com, have the ninth-ranked farm system, which is great. The fact they're that they're already there from where they were when he first showed up, where they had nobody in the farm system, great. But obviously, you still want to build it because you know the Red Sox have some good pieces, but you want to build depth to that system. Um, so giving up a draft pick, you really have to be convinced that this is a guy you really want. Yeah, um, so idea. make me the case, Spencer. Make me the case as to why you give up a draft pick for Chris Taylor. Um, I think I'd rather give up a draft pick for Corey Seager. Um, but I mean, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I, I mean, I think Heim Bloom saying that there's a higher chance than last year is saying like, there was a 0% chance last year, <laughs> and now this is greater than zero, which could yes. still be like one. Two, yeah. Um, yeah, so I still don't think that's going to happen. Um, like you I'm, said, I'm it would have to be a guy. There, like we would be interested in, like other than Chris Taylor. Like I don't think we're going to get Corey Seager. I'd love no. to, but I don't think it's going to happen. No. Um, and yeah, uh, it's not coming to mind right now who we would – well, and the, again, there's there's a lot of elements to that. You you want to get a guy that's obviously like <laughs> like within a reasonable like you're not going to go sign a a guy who's 31 years old on a qualifying offer. Like it's just not going to yeah. happen because you you want to sign somebody to a long term deal. You want to sign a guy that has longevity. You know, you're sacrificing potentially a future. You know, you want a guy that you're going to get at least three or four years out of. Um, I don't, and like you said, I don't think there's anybody in this particular market under a qualifying offer that I would necessarily do that for besides Corey Seager. Like you said, what, what Corey Seager is going to go for in the market, you're the Red Sox are not going to give. It's just not going to happen They're there. It's going to be, I think we're both on, on, like under the understanding that the Red Sox are not going to ball out for a free agent this off season. They, they, they're going to go get some people, but it's not going to be, you know, a blockbuster. I don't think. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking through the list here. I think Trevor Story would be would be a good one. And I think um, Trevor Story is the one that you could probably get at a more reasonable price. You know, yeah, Ray, I'd be down for. Yeah. Um But you look at the other ones. Freddie Freeman, we're not getting a first baseman in free agency. No. Verlander already signed. Uh, Rizal Iglesias. That's that's a tough uh, price to pay for a reliever. That's the problem. Is it the reliever, right? Like, yeah, Nick Castellanos, we don't need more outfielders that can't play defense. Uh, Michael Conforto. I don't think we're paying that for, he's probably going to want a one year deal. Uh, and then there's Correa and Marcus Semien. We've talked about them. So, yeah. 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 So, but I'll tell you, man, what's, what's been kind of nice is more people have been active in signing and free agency before the CBA expired than I thought they would. And obviously it's definitely I mean, nothing crazy has happened. Yeah. But definitely I mean, agree though. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you saw, did you see, I, it was like last week, it was Manfred's press conference where they asked him about the lockout. Um, I think, I think I saw, he said like a lockout could be good. Like for, yeah, basically for he's preparing. For a lockout. Yeah. Yeah. Which uh, like, been, isn't everyone. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of the thing. But, like, you know, everyone was like, isn't that kind of bad for baseball? And he's trying to, like, obviously it's Rob Manfred. He's trying to sell forward everything. I just um, think it's, like, the dumbest fucking, like, I don't know. It's, it's a dumb concept, in my opinion, to have 
this deadline that's December 1st. Mm-hmm. And, and there's no incentive to get it done by December 1st because nothing happens between December 1st and yeah. 1st. So, like, of so, course, there's going to be a lockout. Deadline February 1st or February 15th or something like that. Which, which would be better. It's just an because... artificial deadline at this point. And, and it, no one seems inclined to to get it done. But at the same time, what's the difference between getting a deal done December first and getting a deal done February fifteenth? You're still gonna like you're still gonna make the same deal. So yes. it's, it's just a bunch of like corporate bullshit at this point. Which like to me, like with every lockout, it just looks bad on everybody. Like you you're basically yeah, gonna spend months. But like I heard somebody other the the other day on a podcast i think it was effectively wild um just saying how like the average fan doesn't give a flying fuck about the cba or any or a lockout or anything like as long no. as the players are playing baseball on april 1st they don't give a Which, shit what happens in the you're off-season. absolutely right so you can have like a bunch of bad media and whatever and the only people who care are the really dedicated baseball fans like us and like that are still going to be there <laughs> and the media, like, like the media yeah. are going to make bad uh, they're going to have negative stories that the media is going to consume and it's yeah it's just going to be the media wrapped up in themselves which is what it usually is uh yeah for them so it's just going to be them kind of getting fussed about nothing and then yeah. we'll have a deal by april 1st i'll be shocked if there's no baseball on april 1st so yeah i agree i i just you know, first off, with that much time, you know, like we are in fucking November. I know that, you know, sometimes it feels like things come up quickly. But like you said, like, that's a lot of time to meet and discuss and work things out. And everyone knows, like you said, it's the same thing. Nobody's going to give a shit as long as the season starts on time. And they understand that. They're like, look, you know, there's what's going to happen is there's going to be a lockout. And then it's going to be resolved by the time pitchers and catchers report. It's what I think will happen. And that'll be fine. And, you know, it'll be good for baseball because what's going to happen is you're going to, you know, people are, a lot of people are going to sign before there's going to be nothing in the middle where people are really watching football anyway. And then when baseball season's warming up, you're going to have these deals that are signed. Yeah. And And that's great. That'd be good. That'll get people excited for the season. Give me the conversation points. The other thing that I've been kind of hearing is that a lot of the things we, have talked about as being big issues with the CBA yeah, and like, like service time manipulation and um, like free agency and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Like all of that is not that likely to change yeah. um, through this CBA. And it seems like when the players get to the negotiating table, a lot of that stuff that happens, you know, when they're minor leaguers or when they're in their first couple of years, by the time they get to the negotiating table, they're veterans. They don't give a shit about what happened in the past. No. And so they, you know, are really only working towards their future interests. And so that yeah. kind of stuff really kind of falls by the wayside. And yeah. And so we just complain about it more, you know, as it happens, but it's probably not going to change. It'd be cool if it did, yeah. but it probably won't. I will say, uh, I think this is something that, like you said, like only hardcore fans know about, but I don't know if you saw, like they they passed the that all organizations have to pay for minor leaguers housing now. Yeah, I like fuck yeah, like let's go. Like I and I worked oh, yeah, in minor awesome. league baseball and I saw a shit. It, it and it's still shitty, but the fact that they're finally doing something to make it a little less shittier uh, is great. So yeah. and it, I mean, and that's a step in the right direction. It's uh, it makes a big. It, I mean, there's kind of two options, right? It's either you can pay them a living wage. Or you can provide them with like living, living. things yeah. and then not pay them a living wage. Like that's 
you know, kind of how that works. Like either yeah. you can pay them a real salary and they can go buy their own housing like a normal person, or if you're going to pay them like a slave, then at least give them some place to live. And like, yeah, that's, um, yeah. And, no, I mean, I, they kind of do treat them like slaves in that way, which is just really shitty, but I'll at tell least you, they're man. doing something, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I'll tell you, man, again, working in minor league baseball, like God bless those guys, man. And you know what? Like, all we talk about is the dudes that sign first round picks and sign, you know, $8 million signing bonuses. But most of those guys, that's not the case, man. So yeah. I, I give props, but, uh, you know, I'll, so it's, yeah, it's a step in the right direction, which is great. So, um, but all right, we, uh, we got two more things, Spencer, that okay. we should cover before, we, before we wrap it up. Two more things on the list. Nice. Um, so first, first thing we're going to talk about is, Hall of Fame ballot time, baby. Let's go. We're, we're here. And you know what? I love it. I, I do. I enjoy like the debate because you know what I love about the baseball Hall of Fame compared What's to that? other Hall of Fames is I feel like it's harder to get it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like every time they announce like the NFL Hall of Fame, like every person that gets announced like on the ballot, you're yeah. like, oh, yeah, they're going to get in. And he's going to get in. Yeah. I think they have to put in like five people every year. Yeah. And, and, that's true or not, but it seems true. <laughs> Yeah, no, and I agree. And, like, I get you're celebrating guys. But, like, with baseball, like, I love it. Like, because it's, like, the bar of being a Hall of Famer. You know what I'm saying? Like, you could be a great player, yeah. but Hall of Famers, like, you are enshrined. And I feel like they really, like, I'm a small obviously, hall guy. Yeah, I, I, I'm absolutely. And, you know, what? like, there are guys that sneak in, like, like Harold Baines. <laughs> not a, like and, and But that's collective. You know, that's yeah. kind of, like, one of those, like, the writers loved and got in. Yep. Um, but... This year has a lot of intrigue, Spencer. Yep. Because we're down the wire on, you know, the Shillings, the Bonds, and the Clemens. Yeah. Of guys that, you know, are down the line of here getting in. And we're putting um, David Ortiz in, so. Oh, dude. I, he's on the ballot. First first ballot, Hall of Famer. Absolutely. Like, no doubt. In my, and it's so funny. All the people. Just, just make all the Red Sox fans the voters. Yeah. <laughs> you know, look. First off, the I best thing for David, the best thing for David Ortiz was that Edgar Martinez got in. True, be, because yeah. you know he like seeing guys like that, and you're like, okay, if Edgar Martinez got in, I'd like to say David Ortiz is a first bad Hall of Famer. Um, I feel like there's the you know the anti DH people that are gonna, but the fact that the guy put I mean, together I think, the greatest postseason resume, one of the greatest yeah. postseason resumes ever. Yeah, I mean, I think he's a unique case where you can just disregard the stats and look at his impact on the game. The moments, absolutely. And but, I mean that you, you have you have to put him in the Hall of Fame just based off of that. So yeah, man. I mean, he I he's the I mean he is one of the greatest Red Sox players ever, and the Red Sox are one of the greatest franchises ever. You know, yeah, like it's he's a story. Like more of the Red Sox. So. Yeah, like that's yeah. So he's got to be a Hall of Famer to me. I really hope he gets in first ballot. Um, because, like, again, you know, to me, and look, there, it's no hit on Derek Jeter, but the whole like, you know, Derek Jeter, like all the people that didn't vote for anybody else because they were like Derek Jeter should be unanimous on his own ballot. Like, it, it, you know, the Derek Jeter, and look, Derek Jeter is a Hall of Famer. I'm not saying Derek Jeter's not a Hall of Famer, but the whole like lore that came around him. Like yeah, if if, that, if if he's gonna be a guy that's so unanimous like that, you got to put David Ortiz in the Hall of Fame. Yep. So and uh, uh, we also need to keep A Rod out because he's a 
cunt. <laughs> and, and, you know, it's so funny because I was thinking about this the other day. You know, they've tried so hard. And, and all this stuff, like A-Rod on all these networks and all this stuff has been like the A-Rod Hall of Fame campaign. You know, they've been trying to like rehab his image and make A-Rod likable so that no, when like, balloting came let's around. simply look at his baseball career and look at how much of a fucking bitch he was. And, how and he was a cheater. He was a cheater and he lied multiple times. Yeah. Multiple like, times. He was like, okay, I cheated. I lied. I'm sorry. And then he was like, I'm good now. And then he's like, no, just kidding. I cheated and I lied again. Like, yeah. Come on. Yeah, that's, no. that's what he is. like. He's a pathological liar. That's just like what he is. No, he like, and it's so funny because he tries to come off as like, you know, like he, he gets booed at all these things and he's like, oh, I love it. I love getting booed. It's so hard to be liked. He just yep. cares so much about being liked. Can't imagine yep. that. Can't imagine Dude. that myself. You know? Yeah, you <laughs> especially can't imagine that. Oh, my God. But um, uh, yeah, and in, in trying to be liked so hard, he just lies and um, just does, you know, says whatever he needs to say to be... Yep uh to be liked so yeah, yeah. sad He's, <laughs> yeah but it's i don't think it's gonna happen um here's an interesting case all right mm-hmm. so there's there's a handful of other former red Sox on the mm-hmm. ballot i do not think any of them get in no uh manny ramirez as much as manny ramirez was so prolific through the yep. start of his career through most of his red Sox career the way mm-hmm. his career ended with yeah. the you know the Charlie. cheating and it just i think that i think it burned his case Yep, which is terrible because I'll tell you, man. Uh, I, I, growing up, like we were so lucky growing up with the Ortiz Ramirez tandem. Yeah, I mean, I just remember I, I got I got to watch a Manny Ramirez Grand Slam live. It was my first ever Red Sox game. It was it That's was Mariners awesome. Red Sox. Manny Ramirez went yard. Uh, it was fucking. It was awesome, man. I mean, that's yeah. one of my but like you know, and, and it was fun. Like the Manny being Manny, as much as he was a drama queen, you know, it was great. But the way he ended with everything, uh, like I wouldn't vote for him. If I was a voter, if I had a vote, I would not vote for him to be in the Hall of Fame. You no, know, I mean, like I vote for him and out of the park. <laughs> but uh, other than that, yeah. I don't think he should be in. Yeah. So other guys, Jonathan Papelbon, no shot. I don't think. Uh, I mean, you got to put in guys like, um, was it uh, Williams? Uh, what's his first name? Billy Williams, is that his name, the closer? uh yeah you know what i'm talking about i don't know i know who you're talking about yeah. yeah um he he's got to get in first and then um i think k-rod's in front of him too k-rod's got to get in yes top of bond, yeah so. yeah billy williams yeah. you're correct sir thank you Wait, no yep. sorry not billy williams he's a hitter <laughs> that is <laughs> oh man we're doing great billy wagner billy who's wagner. also on the ballot 422 well, career saves Yes, I would put. I uh, yes. Yeah, Billy it, Wagner's Billy Wagner's not not in. Pavel Bond can't get in. That's just how it yeah. works. Yeah. Uh, Carl Crawford definitely Fuck should him. not get in. Fuck him. Yep. Can't even be on the ballot. Fuck that guy. Yep. Jake Peavy, great player, not a Hall Jake of Famer Peavy. in my opinion. No, not a Hall of Famer. Yep. AJ Przinsky was a bitch when he was on the Red Sox. Fuck that. He was guy. a bitch when he was on the Red Sox, but he's pretty entertaining in the booth, actually. Yeah, he he does do an excellent job. I will say that. Um, yeah. I mean, he's a catcher. I think catchers have personality. He's actually like a pretty great. cool guy, like off the field. Yeah, I think. I I agree. Um, Billy Wagner. So same same. He in the, for the Red Sox. Yeah, he did pitch for the Red Who Sox. Knew? He pitched for the Red Sox in uh, 2009. He threw uh, 13 innings. Oh damn! So he counts as a former <laughs> Red Sox. He's like, he's a big impact but, guy. Uh, did not record a save with the Boston Red Sox though. Ah uh, uh, damn. Yeah, not a, not a single one. Um, and then Kurt Schilling, who I don't think gets in. I think he's just – I don't like to go into it. I just think he's too controversial. Uh, Kurt obviously, Schilling, 
great moments. Killing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not going. All, yeah. That's all we're going to say on that. So, yep. but again, I, it, I'd love, first off, Spencer, I think you have to agree with me right now. We have to commit. If David Ortiz gets in the <laughs> hall of fame, we're going to Cooperstown for the induction, right? That sounds awesome. I mean, like we're going like I'm picking you up and we're just going, we're going up to okay. New York. Like right. it's absolutely happening. All my, all my boys from MLB network while I was there, uh, when they fucking, uh, when Jeter got inducted, a bunch of them, they all went up. It, it, like, you know, awesome. yeah. So, so we're going to go, we're going to make it all an right. Ortiz weekend. All right. And it's going to be great. We're, and it's you know, fun. we'll do, we'll do a podcast. We'll do a podcast from the hotel room. It'll oh, be there exceptional. you go. Yeah. Good idea. Yep. There we go. So I'm glad we're already planning content for when David Ortiz gets in the hall of fame. Mm-hmm. So gotta be but, right. Yeah. All right. And then last note, just to wrap it up, because I feel like it's important to talk about, you know, if we're, if we're a Red Sox podcast, really talk about everything. Arizona Fall League just ended. You know? oh, dude, so, the most important thing. You saved this for last? Come on. I saved, saved the best for last. That's what I'm Fall talking about. League, bro, come on. That's what I'm talking about. If you weren't locked in on Fall League, I don't know what you're doing, you know? But I was probably importantly, watching football. Probably. That's what I was doing, too. Um, but the thing I want to talk about just quick is Tristan Cassis. Mm-hmm. 495 OBP was yep. w- led the Arizona Fall League. Stud. I, he's going to be a stud. <laughs> Jeter Downs, on the other hand, started hot, Bust. finished with a 228 average. Yeah, I'm I'm leaning towards you on the Jeter Downs bus train, which is sad trade because is that tr- I mean that that for that trade for you, Spencer, because you're mm-hmm. on the big like Verdugo is going to be out of town soon. Yeah, rough rough trade for you emotionally. You know. Yeah. Well, I mean, the trade was bad from the first day and yep. it's only getting worse as we go. So what do you, what do you mean? Connor Wong obviously is the deciding I mean, other than Connor Wong. I mean, he's like our catcher for the next 10 years. Let's That's be real, it, but. dude. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, <laughs> but nah, man. And, and you know, look, it's hard. And, and I like Jeter down. I love the, honestly, I just like, have you ever watched outer banks? Did you ever watch mm, that? No, I don't know. All what right. you're talking about. It's a Netflix show, but okay. there's a, there's a chick, she breaks up with a guy, and she's like, you didn't love me, you loved the idea of me. Well, I loved the idea of Jeter Downs, a guy named after Derek Jeter, tearing up That's the Yankees the for the Boston Red Sox. of all time. Uh, but I just felt like, but is that not applicable or what? Like, that's what I, when they got him, I was like, this is Jeter a fucking... Downs. I love the idea of Jeter yeah, Downs. Well, Absolutely. I think we love the idea of having a guy named Jeter on our team be like that was it. Young that was the yeah. that was the idea. And when I was yeah. like, he's a top prospect. This is incredible. Like it's it's destiny that like you know we could I could sit there and go on Twitter and say we have the better Jeter. Mm-hmm. You know, even if that's not true, yeah, I could do it. Uh, so my dreams are being crushed, which is yeah. sad. I mean, I'd love to be wrong, you know? I'd love to be wrong. But And you know what happens in Out of the Park happens in real life. So. Absolutely. Out of the Park. Yep. Hey, if Out of the Park could sponsor this podcast, that'd be incredible. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. Free. We just get the free game every year. That's all I want. I don't need a lot. Yeah. So, but yeah, um, that's all I really wanted to talk about. I felt good about that. Cutter Crawford mm-hmm. has a uh, 0.49 ERA in the Dominican Winter League. Yeah, don't forget to mention that. <laughs> all right well on that note spencer i feel like it's been a productive podcast right it's been good we've informed the people we've given them our takes you gave them some bad takes i gave them some good takes um and you know that's what we're here for it sounds like a regular podcast for you and me yeah yep so and you know you can tune in to this on thanksgiving or after thanksgiving or you know if you're trying to block out your relatives who are trying to talk politics or something instead you want to talk about baseball 
just you can, put us on. You can listen to this after your Thanksgiving feast and oh. uh, just like doze off on your nap listening to our dulcet tones. That's it. That's it. You know, you, uh, <laughs> just just think about us as you sit there in your food coma. That's yes. actually why we started this podcast was for people in food comas. Yep. It's a real condition, people. Uh, it's not to be joked about. All right. What's the never... tricky shit called? What's the chemical that makes people fall asleep? I know what you're talking about, yeah. uh, but I got a degree Fuck. in business and sport management. You're failing so, me. I depended uh, yeah. on you for this. Yeah, that's that's not good. Uh, you shouldn't depend on me for things. I'm gonna look this up. Uh, I'm waiting for you. Turkey I'm waiting. This is chemical. <laughs> is loading. I, well, while you're doing this, by the way, I'm finishing this bottle of wine that I was halfway through when we started this podcast. We're doing great. We're doing so, tryptophan. Hell yeah! What a name. What's it called? Great name. Tryptophan. Tryptophan. I learned something yeah. today. That's our. You never knew that. Our, I never knew that. Oh come on, bro! Thanksgiving amateur. I. You know what? You're right. I am a Thanksgiving amateur. I do a pumpkin yeah. pie in my fridge right now. Um, that's, and I'm that's good. That's that's yeah. a strong start. It's I mean, a you strong. Can, start. You can find a restaurant. Hey, we got meals uh, we're delivering. I'll send one down to you tomorrow. Oh my guy! All right, cool. Yeah, let me know. Thirteen twenty yep. Ivy Meadow Drive. All right. All right, got you. All right, all right. Well, that's that's all we have for for Win Pod Repeat uh, on this beautiful Thanksgiving Eve. Um, I'm Sam Anthony. Alongside me is uh, Spencer Wellington. Uh, wishing you a happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy being with your families. Um, be thankful. Happy Thanksgiving, y'all. That you're not a Texas Rangers fan. <laughs> <laughs> yep, there's that. <laughs> and have a great Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Peace out.